self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am all the notes that Cardi B couldn't hit. Damn. Also known as Calamity Red. That's a lot of bullshit. It is. We gonna talk about it. We are Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send us a private message through there. We have a couple this week. A few. We have just a couple of replies. Um Colin, who y'all should not be a stranger to at this point. What's yes. up, man? Hey, Colin. Said, hey again. I really like the dating talk. Maybe that can become a regular segment. Also, this picture is for Red. <laughs> it is a picture of a string full of urinals and one man on the end peeing and another one walking all the way down to stand right beside him to tell him that I'm a vegan. At first, Colin, you, this will be hilarious. I didn't get it. I was like, what is it? I don't understand. But I don't know man code. So we have rules point by which to explain to me. Urinal life works, you know. <laughs> From my perspective, if you got one urinal, clearly you wait in line. If you got two urinals, clearly you wait in line. <laughs> if you got three urinals, there needs to be one urinal between you. And in the instance where there are tons of urinals, you should use the urinal farthest down away from that person off the wall. Okay? That's just, it's just my sense. So helping her understand the dynamic of urinal code. For me, then it was funny after I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went hard on vegans. <laughs> I had a couple of people mention that to me. I don't have a problem with vegans in general. I have a problem with the vegans who want to try to shame everybody else into being vegans. Fuck you. I'm gonna eat this steak. It's how I feel about that. Like I don't care if you want to be a vegan. And I love animals. Y'all hear me talk about my dogs all the time. I am a huge like pet person, but I don't get upset when I'm watching National Geographic and I see the tiger eat the antelope because that nigga, that's life. So I don't, I, I view us eating animals in the same way. So I, it doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, that's fine. My problem is when people try to tell you what the fuck it is that you need to be doing. Don't tell me. You worry about your own life. <laughs> don't, don't worry about what I'm doing. Yeah. Fuck them. But yeah. So Meat is delicious. It's great just want to let you know <laughs> it's a wonderful thing i mean there are a lot of nutrients that we get from meat that you gotta go get important. all these damn supplements and shit if we're not supposed to eat meat you would not have to go to all of these different these all the down these different paths to try to get the shit that you need because if that was the case you could just not eat meat you should be fine you shouldn't be missing anything out of your fucking diet well that. i mean we used to not eat meat when prevalent in, in such prevalence because it was hard to actually keep it preserve it and then live through eating meat well but, so long ago but, but we that's why now. our uh, appendix you know that's why our appendix originally was for we don't need it. processing need grass and such now. i'm just saying you say <laughs> when you're supposed to eat it like no, I mean, you know, evolution this shit changed sometimes and it changed for the better now it we can so eat you season that pork <laughs> cut that thing no I'm, that's backwards Kill it, cut it, <laughs> then season it. Don't season it while it's alive. Don't throw that thing on the grill like I did this weekend, he mind did. you. I 
cooked a whole gang of ribs. I don't even know no other way to say. Y'all need to go. What I did to his Instagram and see the picture. He cooked a ridiculous. It was a whole gang of ribs. And you know what? I'm gonna put a little secret out here for those people who who have seen that picture, and and you know and are listening to this. That wasn't even half it of them. Was it? He made so many. That ribs. wasn't even half of them. Was they ridiculous. weren't ready yet. <laughs> That that was what's done at the point in time. It was a ridiculous a about whole gang of ribs. It was okay. It was crazy. So it was delicious though. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, meat is delicious. But if you make the decision to go over into vegetarian or vegan life, then we can be cool. Yes. Just but don't, don't tell bring me. your ideas about what I should be eating over into my life. My granddaddy lived to 96 years old eating pig ass plenty, okay? Eating pig ribs plenty, eating slices cut from the underside of a pork belly regularly. And you know what? He lived in 96. <laughs> and he also used to eat wheat germ with his Quaker Flakes in the morning so yeah. uh, and drink skim milk all the time. All so about I'm clearly balanced it out. You it, know what I'm saying? It's about balance. I love salads and vegetables and things of that too. nature, but it's all about balance. Though. It is. Our next letter is just a follow-up letter with Nick uh, Nikki. I kind of, you know, just let her know we answered her questions and thanked her for sending a letter. And she said, both of you are very helpful. Thanks for answering. I made sure to subscribe to Mr. On Point's YouTube channel, <laughs> which I remind you does not have any new content. But if you want to know which chocolate milk you need to be buying oh in your God. city, you in this milk? go to Always On Point. Look, you don't like chocolate and you're allergic to milk. Yes. I don't expect you to... <laughs> value this conversation from several vantage points okay so i don't care what you got to say (laughs) go get y'all some chocolate milk promise land i'm still on that oh lord and we have a new listener letter from rockman 3k3 of nerd Nerd plate Plate. speaking of nerd plate just real quick because i'm gonna forget (laughs) i talked to leroy ketchum and about because you know we went to his wedding apparently all of his friends came up to him at the reception asking about me i just need to just never wear this dress again no no that's the opposite no yes you need to wear the dress (laughs) nothing good came out of it i had an old man that was kept coming up that's because we was at a wedding yeah True. That didn't have our generation in it. <laughs> it was only people forty-five and up, and twenty-eight and under. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was like, I wasn't gonna find yeah. no boo. You weren't gonna find no boo. Nope. That's just how it was gonna be. Yep. All right. It was, but that just. Yeah, so that was funny. So I guess people were mean mugging you. I just no, they weren't mean mugging me. It wasn't mean. Okay, it was a. Um, it, it was an intrigued. Hmm, I wonder what they is. <laughs> you know, it ain't never on me. It's just uncomfortable that they probably think that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we was we was connected the whole time. Yeah, cause we you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. So it wasn't me, mugs. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't. I didn't feel any malice. <laughs> How dare you come in here with a bitch with a dress like that on? Like it wasn't nothing like that. It was more like you know. Nigga, you doing good. <laughs> How you get that? Where you get that from? What stole? Oh, Jesus. I'm going to go find me one. <laughs> like, it was kind of like that, which would be cool if I was with somebody and that was going on. I'd be like, yeah, nigga. You ain't got one. 
upgrade, nigga. <laughs> It'll be like that. But the fact that we weren't, mm-hmm. that creates the like the little weirdness. The whole situation was funny. But no, I just had a, a conversation with him today. And he said that. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I said, all your friends are going to be too young. He was like, what's your limit? 30. 30. <laughs> no lower. He told me you could be like Miss Parker from Friday. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Miss was married to a preacher older than her. That was also a. I don't. What's the correct? Because I don't want to. Oh dang! What he won? The, they weren't married. They were married. That was her husband. Oh, that was her husband. The little. I thought he was philandering. The little. No. The uh, her husband was the um. Little person. What? Oh the yeah, that's right. Term? That's right. That's right. They were just praying. <laughs> They were just she praying. was cheating with the past. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yes. right. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Rockman's letter <laughs> got me off. <laughs> All right. They're they're co-hosts. That's why I went down that tangent. <laughs> but Rockman. Hey guys, what's up? It's Rockman 3K3 from the Nerd Plate and apparently new leader of Team Ugly. Let me say hashtag Team Ugly. <laughs> the hell is team ugly <laughs> i guess we finna find out and okay. he did all them highs i just want to say i totally feel you guys on the previous episode when you guys were discussing online dating and i have a series of bad experiences back to back supposed to go on a date with someone and then she ghosted i was a free meal date for someone and after a sentence of text another person ghosted the last thing kind of kind of also hurt i had a great conversation with a woman online through bumble and things were going great we clicked on a lot of things. She actually gave me her phone number. We continued to talk through text. Finally, she asked me. Finally, she asked me to send her a picture of how I looked, and I said sure, and also asked for one of her as well. Well, as my luck would have it, she didn't reply back right away with anything at all. I knew then something was up, so I asked her for the honest opinion, and she replied, "Well, you don't look like any of the pictures in your profile." When I asked if that hurt my chances, she simply replied, I don't know, and I haven't heard from her since, so I don't know what that means. Dating just seems to be tough for everyone, period, or at least for me, it's not working out well at all. But despite all the rejections, I'm not going to stop being me, so I guess I just have to keep searching for the right one and hope that she appears one day, somehow, someway. I say all that to say that it's tough out here on both sides, but please keep your head up, ladies and gentlemen. And also... To ask the question to both of you guys, do you believe it's harder out here for nicer guys or guys who are more laid back and less aggressive in the dating scene? Follow-up question, what does Red and Mr. On Point look for in the attributes of the theoretical one? Oh, and of course, I forgot to mention in the beginning that I am, of course, a huge fan of the show and an avid listener. Thank you guys for always coming hard with the realness and philosophical introspect into all things ideology and trending topics also red i'm with you on that vegan sermon you gave last episode thank you guys and have a good day and keep on conning the convos from your favorite new leader of hashtag team ugly your boy rockman 3k3 well again i must have really went hard on the vegans (laughs) you went hard on the vegans i was upset because they get on my nerves um, I don't think first of all please stop calling yourself hashtag ugly this is what I have learned in my time on, on, on the, the planet <laughs> you just not gonna always be everybody's cup of tea like you just you just not and no matter where you are on the spectrum of you think you are the finest person in the world and can't nobody tell you shit to you have absolutely no self esteem at all there's still going to be people that are either going to be into you or not it doesn't mean that you're ugly it means that you're not that person's cup of tea like they're just and that changes over time like you know i've had people come back later on in life that 
rejected me <laughs> earlier that are like hey like now so that's such a subjective thing i just don't think that i get why it would hurt i'm not saying that but i just don't just don't claim that that's not what it is you just maybe weren't her cup of tea yeah i mean were. everybody get they own get to choose what they like mm -hmm. i i do understand that some women ain't gonna like a man that's bald-headed not by choice by force <laughs> A lot of women ain't gonna like that my beard is as massive as it is. Even though my beard is negotiable. <laughs> I will never go no beard, but the length of my beard is negotiable. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that you would I am not attached to my beard. I just like it. <laughs> I just like it. No, I'm actually gonna cut it really soon because I think the the split ends that I have mm -hmm. because it's curly or curling off into all my hair and it's mm -hmm. and it's making it draw in and shrink more than it is. Mm -hmm. Like so I think that's a problem. If all of the hairs I got got split ends and oh, it's yeah. creating these curls at the very end. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get it blown out. I'm gonna get all my ends clipped and then I might go shorter than that depending on how long it is after it does that, but I'm gonna start a whole new health regimen on it. Oh. Appreciate you calling for that because <laughs> he got he got beard he got beard expertise. It looked like oh, I, so I'm gonna okay. take his words and see what happens. Okay, and I know that there are women that's not gonna like a dude as big as me. Mm -hmm. You know, I I understand that. I don't look at that and internalize those things and say, well, it must be me mm -mm. that they don't want. You know, it's just sometimes we have qualities that people don't really like, but you know. It's somebody out there for everybody. I know it, that's cliche shit. It is, but and I know everybody said, but it's true. It's I'm true. Dark you know? skin. You know how many niggas pass me over because of that? Like, I'm dark skin. I have natural hair that's not going anywhere because I'm happy with it. It is not a natural color, so there are men that might feel like it's hood or, or whatever. The like, it's you know, I was too skinny before, and now I've gained weight. So for some people, I might be too heavy. Um, you just, you know, and it's all about people's preferences. You just have a run into a person whose preferences align with who you are, but it doesn't mean that who you are is faulty. And last week we talked about micro regrets, you know, and mine was related to dating and how people, you know, that I could have been with, I was not with, mm -hmm. well, that was a confidence issue for me. You know, that was me not believing that I had what it take, took to communicate with them, to get with them and to be with them. I started communicating in a more confident manner. You know, well, I started communicating in a more confident manner because, you know, working in counseling mm -hmm. in a counseling program, I started to understand what confidence looks like, even if you don't have it. Yeah. Once I started realizing what it looks like, I could communicate with because it's just words mm -hmm. that you put together in a certain type of way. Yep. You know, and, and once I started actually communicating in a confident way, then women started responding to me as if I was confident and that built up my actual confidence, Yep. you know? So sometimes you got to be the change you want to see in order to become the change you want to be. Mm -hmm. So look up, find some books, go online. It's a wealth of information that helps you understand how confident people communicate, mm -hmm. what confidence looks like when it's, when you're talking to, you know, supervisors, superiors, coworkers, when you're talking to friends and when you're talking to people that you're hoping to date. Mm -hmm. Once you see what that looks like and you start employing it, sometimes a woman will overlook that weight that she wouldn't normally mm -hmm. accept because damn, he he love he's in love with him. Like what a girl told me before, she said that you're 
you're it's refreshing that you're in love with the skin you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes it's not about that. And I mean, I feel like exclusively men are in. I mean, he's in a better position than like a woman would be because men are a lot more visual. Women, I think, I feel like are a lot more quicker to like overlook what you look like because you you how many times do you see a, a guy with a woman and you be like how the fuck did he pull that off because <laughs> they don't look they don't they don't look equal as far as outside uh, outside aesthetics and so um women will change their viewpoint a lot of times like after they get to know who you are men well, some men do that but y'all real visual <laughs> y'all are like super visual and creatures. don't get me wrong sometimes you don't <laughs> sometimes you end up in the friend zone yes. but you know what ain't nothing wrong with the friend zone once you realize that she don't want you just go <laughs> just go you can be a friend if you want to there's plenty of women that if they need their tie changed i'll come and help them <laughs> but i know where that relationship ain't going even though i might have intended for it to go somewhere else initially yeah. you know so you don't have to hold on to those predispositions, pre preconceptions. Yes. Preconceptions about what you wanted from a person when you don't get it. Like yeah. it's okay to have a woman that don't want to be with you in your life somehow. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I, I've talked before about how um I have friend I'm still friends with some of the people that we kind of dated it and it didn't work out like in the beginnings it wasn't like hardcore like we were together but we dated and it didn't work out and we're still friends i could have taken that as a rejection and be like fuck this thing <laughs> but you know we found value in each other as friends so we continue to be friends and you know some of those relationships or friendships that i have you know i really value so you just kind of it's not you don't you cannot internalize out here in dating you internalizing every time somebody don't want to talk to you you're gonna drive yourself fucking insane because there's gonna be a lot of people that don't that aren't gonna be interested in you it's gonna be a lot of people that you're not interested in that's just the the nature of the beast so rock man don't be so hard on yourself well let's go to question number one okay what's question number one do you believe it's harder out here for nicer guys or guys who are more laid back and less aggressive in the dating scene? So we we going nice guys two, between versus laid back and less aggressive. I really kind of slumped them up as the same. They're kind of the same. I don't know what the difference is normally between those kind of guys. I I guess a laid back guy cannot be nice technically. Like you could be an asshole. You could be laid back because you don't give a fuck. I don't know. Like. I don't know. Um, I would probably say like super nice guys only because I feel like they will fall into this getting their feelings hurt easily because, you know, people do sometimes take advantage of your niceness. Uh, and sometimes, again, people have a tendency to internalize that and feel like, well, it's me. It's not that that bitch was just <laughs> a bitch, but maybe it's me. Um, so maybe nice guys because laid back, you, you just there's a difference between you know just being like a non-aggressive person and and not caring at all so probably harder for nice guys just because i feel like you know they they have a tendency to get used the reason i say that because i'm a nice guy i'm laid back and i'm not aggressive <laughs> so you i love that in be, a situation for myself you happen to be all three but i think i've met some some non-aggressive so you met some aggressive nice guys too no, because I don't think aggression and nice go together. But I've I've never I've never met an aggressive nice guy. But I have met a, an ass hat that was really laid back. So, 
I think you happen to be all three of those things, but I don't think they always come together. I think the issue is, is for nice guys just in general, there is no objective measure for success in niceness. Mm -hmm. You... With with the ass hats, their object their objective measure is how many women I've been with, mm-hmm. how many girls I talk to, mm-hmm. how many girls I date. While a theoretical nice guy mm-hmm. is, you know, being nice, taking that time. But mm-hmm. I think the problem is that that aggression, I won't say aggression, assertiveness mm-hmm. is is necessary mm-hmm. because women. In a lot of cases, want to feel desired, want to feel pursued, and yep. that's what our society has crafted for the relationship between men and women. Men are and the so when you have the dudes who are aggressive and assertive, they're aggressive and assertive, and they're good at it. And women gravitate to that. The problem is they're good and assertive at getting them draws. <laughs> they're not good and assertive at giving them love and maintaining not, a relationship. Exactly, they're not good yeah. and assertive at maintaining a relationship and. All of the things that a nice guy is hoping to have. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the nice guy ain't assertive enough for that woman to see objectively on her part that he can give me something out of this. Everything in life is about balance. I don't think any extreme is good. So I think that you got to find a balance between all of these things. Um, because being too nice, no extreme or too aggressive or too uh, assertive isn't really a bad. Aggressive is the bad. Assertive is good. So being too aggressive or too nice, any extreme is bad. So I feel like you just got to find a nice balance. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to be the Jamaican who has made a, a reappearance here <laughs> here recently, um, and told me that I don't have a boyfriend. Well, he said there there is no boyfriend. You, why don't you give me your number? I was like, no, I have a boyfriend. He exists. And he you was just like, lied through your damn face. I sure face. the fuck did to try to get him to leave me alone. He was like, well, you give me your number in case you get tired of him. Hey, if any of y'all got some Jamaican roots or got some Jamaican friends, then find out from your family and friends how Red is supposed to deal with <laughs> an aggressive Jamaican that may or may not be over here because he murdered people. And had to flee his home country <laughs> to keep from having to be incarcerated. I wish that I could and see the thing is, I think when I talk about this, see you just seen what he looked like. I think I talk about Yeah, this. I seen him outside sweeping the sidewalk. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And then with one of them sidewalks where it connect right to the dirt. Yeah. So it ain't no point. Nope. I'm sweeping the sidewalk because dirt always gonna be there. Why are you sweeping the sidewalk, bro? You just being nosy. Yeah. You just out here looking for people to look at. Yep. That's why he telling me I ain't got no boyfriend because he be watching this. He don't nobody come to my house. I could not believe he said he was. There is no boyfriend. Like what? I'm trying to go to church and and be a good person today. It was Easter Sunday. Shit. Um, terrible. But anyway, you don't want to be the, the Jamaican. There, there is some. There is a balance. You need to find a balance between being all of those things. No extreme is good. So. And you know, like I said, start off with finding out how to communicate in the ways that you want to be. I don't know who. There's a book called Fuck Feelings. Of course, I would like this, but it's written by a psychiatrist and his daughter, who is a comedian. It is a very comedic look at different aspects of just living. There's a chapter called Fuck Self-Esteem. There's a chapter called Fuck Love. But what he talks about is the unrealistic expectations that we have about how life is going to work and how we internalize it when it doesn't. And it means something's wrong with us. 
and not realizing that it just means that this how life works and you know it's a i love that book it is an amazing book of course the title drew me in because i was like this is fucking amazing (laughs) because i love the word fuck but it actually is an amazing book so that is um what i'll do is i will find it and link it on the um facebook page just because i think for it it, it's so many um fuck uh fuck finances i think there's so many chapters just about different aspects of life and like how we have these unrealistic expectations and how to taper our expectations in a more realistic way so that we're not as disappointed because sometimes our expectations are way too high for how life is gonna work and so then you get disappointed all the time and you get depressed because it seems like nothing's going the way that you expect it to but your expectations aren't realistic so fuck feelings is the book that i would suggest okay follow-up question what does red and mr on point look for in the attributes of the theoretical one so before we answer this question i don't know how corny this is or how weird this is perceived it's probably going to be really weird yeah for us it's weird specifically because of what they know about us yeah but (laughs) i met red in like 2007 somewhere in the six well you used to work at the housing office and used to be mean as fuck i would what first let me just just real quick why does everybody think i'm mean like this is like a recurring theme here recently in my life everybody thinks i'm this mean but i'm not mean listen I didn't just say you were a mean person. I just said when you worked at the housing <laughs> office, you were mean as fuck. I don't know if you in. didn't like your job. Nope. I didn't know if somebody just cussed your ass out before you came out to talk People to me. People always came in there whining and bitching about shit. I, like, I'm aware wrong. enough of different possibilities that <laughs> you weren't just angry at me today. No. You know? So you weren't a mean person. <laughs> there were contexts that you were meaner <laughs> in than you were nice. That's okay. just how it was. Okay. But... We became Facebook friends after she moved to where well, we became friends mm-hmm. after she moved. Because we lived in the same complex. Yeah, to the apartment while. complex. Mm-hmm. And we met each other in the laundromat. And then we had to start talking. And we start hanging out. Playing video games. Playing video games. <laughs> doing whatever we do. Mm-hmm. And we wrote poetry together. We did. So back early <laughs> Facebook. We talking about 2007, 2008. Early yeah. Facebook. The algorithm was when you posted a note, it notified everybody on your friends uh-huh. list. So everybody would see it. Mm-hmm. Today, if you post a note, like the algorithm might show up to 25 people out of the thousand <laughs> on your on your friends list. So it's like it's like the algorithm has got weirder as it's gotten bigger. But yes. we used to write poetry and notes and different stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we used to like we used to mirror each other's yes. notes and poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, we've even gone out in Montgomery to actually read some poetry and at I a chicken, poetry reading. And I chickened out. No, you didn't. Did I? Oh no, you I read. did. I did read one because we 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 got on that raggedy ass elevator. Yes, and went all the way up to that yep. the top of that hotel where we thought we were finna die, <laughs> and, and we got yeah. there, and then we read the poetry. I did. I did. So we did it that time. She ain't never done it since. I hate it. I get stage fright. I'm trying to get so... her to do it, but she don't want to do it. Like as much as this is probably hard for people to believe, I'm extremely shy when it comes to like I don't want to be the center of attention. I never want to be the center of attention. So, getting up and performing before a group is a nightmare to me. So, yeah. so I figure this is gonna be the last opportunity <laughs> for somebody to get to be into the poetic mind of Red because yes. she clearly ain't never gonna do this shit no. outside of here. Probably so, accurate. We're gonna read one of our poems. I guess. The best one that fits into what what about the what our Rockman three K three is asking of the one. because yes. it's like most of our poetry is like hopeless romantic poetry, 
or it's about uh, romance and relationships and things of that Which nature. Which again may be hard to believe, considering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, very... we did this for years. Like, ton- I don't even know how much poor. Like, it's an unspeakable amount of poetry I've written mm. over the years. I actually haven't written anything recently, though. I've been inspired. So what we're gonna do is read these poems. Now, I got a whole bunch of poems that I could have chose from to do this but the one that encapsulates like what i want in the one or at least how i want her love to exist is encapsulated in this poem titled intensely all right here we go <laughs> i'm not gonna do i'm gonna do it like spoken word style that's what i'm gonna yeah. okay good intensely i want her to love me intensely I want her propensity for love to be in the far right of the bell curve and on a narrow road to save love, she'll swerve. I want her love to be in the extreme degrees to the point that she burns to death for love or is willing to freeze. I want her to love me intensely. I want her love to cut my predefined dispositions of relations so deeply that it reinvents me, creating a new individual who loves immensely. Though it doesn't take much to convince me, she said in her world things change. And that thing I've been calling love is more like her pain. And days are sunny for me is what she calls rain. And my cleanliness is her stain. See, she's ascended to a level that I cannot attain. To speak it in plain, the highest extension of my emotional language is still lower than her anguish. Her love is so intense that to love she is a threat and that's because nobody has reached this level yet and love is afraid that the embodiment of a human can possibly take its place see she scares love but not intentionally it's just the nature of her intensity her love changes men accidentally she exposes them to something that they've never known how to desire and eventually their souls begin to elevate higher while on fire my soul will be waiting for her relentlessly until the day i meet her intensity that's me that's amazing that's it encapsulates a vastly extreme version of how I want to be connected to somebody. Um. Well, I, you know, when we decided we were going to do poems, uh, my mind automatically went to one that um, I always go to because it describes the imperfectness that I expect out of uh, whoever it is that I end up loving because I don't expect it to be perfect. So it's called Adam. Um, I guess I'll do it spoken word style too. I hate even now. Like I'm like eh. <laughs> nobody's here. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that fuck that is. I don't know how Just to describe it. it. Okay. Just all right. So it's called Adam. Um, I'm looking for my Adam. You see, he's my Adam because I'm his missing rib. Now, don't get it twisted. He doesn't need me to live, but I complete him. And me, he finds all the things that he lacks. And when times get hard, I'm the one who always has his back and his front and both sides. Yes, he's my Adam, the man made just for me, to which this locked heart only he possesses the key and he never abuses his right. And now he isn't perfect. I wouldn't want him to be. His imperfections are his character and he accepts me just for me, flaws and all. He's my Adam. And yes, we argue hell. Sometimes we even fight. But despite misunderstandings, the last thing I do at night is thank God for him. He loves his boys, no lie, but I never have to compete. He balances his time between me, friends, work, and PS3, and I always feel loved. He's my Adam. He's not Tom, Dick, and Harry who did me wrong. In him, I find my peace. With us, the love is strong. And with them, there is no comparison. He serves as inspiration. All the past hurts I just bury. Because this man has the love that makes me expand my vocabulary and look for words that describe his essence. He's my Adam. 
and not his ribs. So I guess that makes me Eve. And though I haven't found him, the very idea is the hope that makes me breathe and breathe I must. For each time these anxious lugs expand inside these tired ribs of mine brings me closer to the thing I want and closer to the finish line and closer to him, my Adam. So yeah, that's what my envision that's what my adam and 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 by I, I feel like let me explain i do not believe that we are incomplete on it like i don't feel like it's men out here that's searching for their rib because they incomplete uh i feel like we complement each other i feel like you're looking for the person that compliments you not completes you because feeling like you are missing something is how people end up just running out here getting whatever you know what i'm saying because they feel like i gotta have this thing because i'm i'm you know i don't have i'm not whole if i don't have it i don't feel like i'm not whole but i do feel like there's somebody out there that's going to compliment me and improve my life uh but i don't think that i'm like barren <laughs> without that person and i don't think he's out there barren because he hadn't met me yet but i feel like you meet somebody that's going to improve your life and make your life better uh, and if they're not making your life better then you need to question why they there because that's the only reason why you should have people in your life that they're improving it in some kind of way so my adam is imperfect because i'm imperfect and i expect our love to be imperfect it's something that we're gonna have to work towards but i'm willing to do that so yeah i think that's enough mushiness from red so <laughs> when i say that me and red kind of wrote the mirror image of each other's poems mm -hmm. i have one title e yes i don't remember which one of us did it first did you do adam first and I think I did, I did do Adam first, but you had done the spider. No, were the spiders, and then I did spiders. Yeah. So we yeah. had a whole bunch of different notes that coincide. I did one like about fruit, <laughs> as it pertains to women. Yeah. And the type of men, and then I did. So spiders. basically, I did like peach thief, apple thief. They were just describing a certain type of man that were after women for certain sexual attributes. And, and I then did she spiders. did one brown recluse. Yeah, black she did widow. one defining women. So we would yeah. just we just mirror each other's thoughts and ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, because we, we think alike and we write alike mm -hmm. and, you know, that's where this idea came from. I just wanted y'all to see like a version of that. And from my ideas of of that old way of thinking as it pertains to the one, I have grown a lot in how I want that to be. Well, obviously mine is dated. I, I read that PS3 and I was like, shit, we on the phone now, but whatever. <laughs> it rhymes. I can't change it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I still, the core of what I, I wrote, because my core idea about love, um, hasn't changed vastly. Um, the things that I would put in there now, as far as what are important might change, but like my idea of imperfect love is the same. So for me, the theoretical one is the most important factor that they have is connection. You know, like and to me connection is comprised of a whole bunch of different character traits and experiences but it's pretty much subjective <laughs> like i don't there is no measure outside of that person that you can see you basically have to meet them interact with them get in a position where you can hang out with them and then determine whether connection is there mm -hmm. from connection is communication and sometimes they come in front of each other sometimes communication beats connection sometimes connection beat communication for me but in the theoretical one they are somebody that i connect with on a deeper level than just intelligence on a deeper sexual level and the communication is something that she understands me you know and gets me like for me those are the two main qualities we can we can drizzle that shit down into a whole <laughs> bunch of other qualities and things of that nature but 
if she ain't got those, she ain't the one. And I'm not the kind of person that, you know, I know about soulmates and twin flames and all of those different concepts as it pertains to the one. I don't believe there is a one, you know, mm -hmm. but in somebody that is as close to the one as possible, she going to have to have that. Because the way I look at it is, if you take everybody in the world that I could potentially date and line them up, it's going to be a shit ton of them on, on one end that fit me very, very well. Mm -hmm. So I don't look at it as the one. I look at the one being like a template for a type of woman, not a specific woman. Yeah. You know? Um. Well, I... So, I... It's going to be very hard for you guys to believe this, but I have a very strong personality. <laughs> and... You know, I've always envisioned that the guy that I would end up with would be somebody that was able to deal with that. And what I mean by that is, you know, the friendships that I have that I, I value are the friendships where, you know, if I say something that on point don't agree with, on, on point going to be like, Red, no. <laughs> uh -uh. <laughs> and like most of the people in my life are that way. So somebody that is able to, um, you know, manage recognize that you know you know a lot of people don't like saying stuff to me because they i don't know whatever intimidated whatever but um it, it's gonna be somebody that can manage the strong personality that i have that's very important because i never want somebody that's gonna just uh, agree with everything that i say i'll be wrong as fuck sometimes <laughs> like nor do she want a man that's going to dominate no so there is a very fine line it's not a fine line <laughs> it is not it's like you're gonna have line. to manage my relationship perfectly and i'm the supervisor no. of you managing my personality that is not true ceo i'm the ceo of this motherfucking company i'm gonna tell you right now what you ain't gonna tell me what to do is blah, 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 blah. no i feel it's not a fine line i feel like there are like you just said there is a group of people who who would be able to just naturally manage that because y'all naturally my friends naturally do it i don't have to like i don't have to oversee y'all 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 just got to know me and figured out how just how you navigate red so i feel like that there are people that can do that in a different way in like a more romantic way so it's not hard is it hard being my friend no okay well then it wouldn't be hard on the other side you just have to have those same attributes and be able to get to know me and recognize that i most of the sh i'm talking shit they in a more critical position though um i mean yeah it's like the difference between having a dog and having a baby if you want to you can just lock the dog in the crate and go on about your damn business with True. friends it's like you know if i don't answer your text or your phone call you won't have no expectation for me too yes we'll talk later yeah see a dude though <laughs> see he gonna be under them boundaries of <laughs> how i need to text when i need to text how yeah. i need to handle conflict but even that you know i'm so easy going and i'm not i don't require a lot because i like my alone time and so even that is not i, I just don't i don't feel like i require a lot i guess <laughs> that that might that's subjective but uh, somebody that can manage my personality and just you know know that I talk shit most of the time and be okay with that communication has always been a huge thing for me um, you know if I'm doing something that you don't like I'm not gonna fucking know it if you don't say shit so like again that goes back to being able to manage my strong personality being intimidated or not wanting to say shit to me isn't gonna work because I'm very big on communication so uh, it's just somebody that will balance me out that can get when I'm doing too much can be like, hey, 
<laughs> you need to relax. Or when I'm not doing enough, they can motivate me and I can do the same thing for them. Uh, you know, I, I need somebody that's going to balance me out. Um, and I balance them out. So um, that that's pretty much the main thing that I look for um, in people is just the ability to for it to be natural the way it is with my friendships it's natural it's, it doesn't it's not work you know what i mean it's a very natural thing and i feel like that should be the same way of course you're going to have more problems in a relationship than you do in a friendship but it should still be that natural flow and that's what i i would like for it to not feel so much like work all the time it's gonna be work but it don't need to feel like work every goddamn day <laughs> um so yeah that's pretty much it i actually had I have a poem called Soulmate or something to that effect. Um, I could have read that one, but I didn't think about it, though. <laughs> Either way, we got a lot of poetry. We do. If you want me to read some more, I'll read some, but Red probably ain't going to read no more. If somebody, read some more? If they asked, I would. Okay. Now, everybody going to fucking ask because I said that, but if we get some requests to do so, I will. I would be willing to, because this isn't as bad as. I like to write. I mean, I still write. I mean, don't physically write. Mm -hmm. I, I got like Evernote. Yeah, yeah. And I type up poetry in my phone, but. So I, I got a lot. I need to pick it back. It's up. helpful. It's something that I encourage my kids to do on my caseload to I write, to, to journal, mm -hmm. to you know create short stories, to journal. It's just like when, for me, when the cyclone of words, thoughts, ideas, feelings, emotions, all of that stuff starts spinning around in my head, the best way to get it out is to put it into something creative mm -hmm. and it helps me stabilize or or whatever but but i appreciate the question rockman 3k3 i hope we did it some justice thanks nikki and colin for the uh, responses mm -hmm. and uh colin i'm gonna holler at you if you got some ideas about that uh what a dating segment on our show would look like Let's yeah. do it so we can get you on the first one. <laughs> Let's do that. But anyway. If you have a question uh, that you would like for us to answer or if you have a comment or whatever it is, send it to us. You can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can catch us on Facebook and send it to us through a message on Conversation Con Artist. Uh, yeah. So, all right. I guess we'll just go ahead. And, and, and since I was talking shit about Cardi B in the intro. Uh, if you don't know, um, lucky you, but Cardi B released her next single and it is a song called Be Careful, where she is rapping about a relationship, but she also is singing and it's ass. That ain't, <laughs> sorry, that ain't even the <laughs> crux of the situation. <laughs> this sounds like a bad boy style this to offset it to does. me i mean it's about timing yeah if this if she wrote this song before any of his philandering happened or for the, before the relationship mm -hmm. that's one thing but the fact that she's singing it right now mm -hmm. the first single that she done released after all of these cheating allegations and stuff came out mm -hmm. the timing is crazy it, it played like a diss track directly to him it sounds like it's about her relationship but I wish somebody would tell her this shit ain't gonna have the lemonade effect, boo. It, oh, no. Beyonce put a lot of thought, a lot of energy, mm -hmm. and production value mm -hmm. into telling Jay-Z he fucking up. Yes. 
one song ain't gonna do it with a dude like Offset. You gonna get some hands. And not even this. The, the song is just the song. Listen, it's in, the most listen. ABC one two three ass fucking. In this song, she says Texas, <laughs> but. She ain't referencing the state. This nigga paused the song to ask me if she was references referencing the state of Texas. And I was like, no. She was meaning the plural of, text of texts, which is text messages. <laughs> what the f- Texas. Yes. She also, uh, not sampled, but she repeated, um, a, a part of a Lauren Hill song. If you are familiar with X Factor from Miss Education to Lauren Hill, where she would say, uh, care for me, care for me, says you be there for me, there for me, there for me. She does that in this song, which is disrespectful as a motherfucker. How dare you <laughs> drag Lauren Hill into your bullshit <laughs> is all I got to say. It's so disrespectful because it it is such a shit song. And listen, I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I've been a fan of Cardi B's, but prior to this, I could see these other songs being a little bop. I could see people in the club, like whatever. I could see how people could enjoy those songs. This shit, as soon as she started rapping, I was like, no. <laughs> and then when she started singing, I was like, who the fuck? thought this was the next single who was like you know what her album is coming out next at the end of this week because i think it's like april the 6th we we need to go ahead capitalize off of this make people want to buy the album let's release the next single be careful who the fuck made that decision this i think it was a good decision (laughs) why because this is for great b hood rats (laughs) that's what it's for everybody going through what is suspected that migos or that Offset and Cardi B is going through that live in the hood. But go listen to Lemonade. Lemonade is a better... No, that's for grade A. That's for grade A hood rats, okay? <laughs> and they gotta have a dude that at least can get his shit together. They got all, She got Offset. Offset is off-brand compared to Jay-Z. <laughs> It is, yeah. That's Offset accurate. is great value. If you talking about Jay Z and Offset in the same room, Offset is great value. Win Dixie brand, Public Store brand, three sixty five no, value. You do that to Publix. He's not Public Store brand. What? He's the rest of them. Public Store brand is pretty fucking good. This public Store brand ain't shit compared to the best brand they carry. True. That's the comparison I'm making. Okay. Like, okay, you know, Publix is still. Lira Ketchum is probably got steam coming out of his ears right now because he is such a big Migos fan offset ain't shit i'm sorry he's not and as an artist i ain't saying that offset is off brand i'm saying that if he's in the room with jay-z and you building a rap team you should not select offset you should select (laughs) jay-z i really don't care what the other circumstances of the battle is jay-z clearly (laughs) yes that is you know what i'm saying like this it ain't you're not gonna get the lemonade effect Okay. You're not going to get a dude who's remorseful about what happened, no. what he did, and put out an album responsibly taking responsibility for it. No. So the whole song played out like a diss. I just, the timing is bad if they want to claim that it's not. But I think that shit is for grade B hood rats because let somebody in the hood be pregnant and be dealing with a dude who messing around with folks. Perfect. I get I feel They like- playing that junk. <laughs> 
It's better songs. It's you, bad for the culture. But it's better. You got Kaya, Don't Trust No Niggas. It's some better songs for hood rats than Be Careful. It but is. But not new. True. Not new. There is no. I can't think of nothing. Nicki Minaj new. don't even do no songs for hood rats. No. She she don't even have. I was trying to think if she had a song like Be Careful, but I don't. She 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 had diss tracks against other rap artists, but not like boyfriends. Um. Yeah, I guess nothing new, but I still Kaya don't trust no niggas. It, every time when I was in college and that shit came on, every like with a boyfriend, without one, just you had somebody in mind, and as soon as you that beat drop, you like, oh shit, <laughs> you get out on the floor. Trust the whole, uh, trust the nigga, stupid hoe. How you figure he won't fuck your best friend and your sister? I lie to ya, and then screw ya. Get mad when his homeboy do ya, like. I still remember the song. I don't even listen to Kai like that because it's just a good diss song. But I guess for new the young people that don't really know about Don't Trust No Niggas. That, that song was horrible too. It was. And Kai is like the, the walking STD. <laughs> Why would you want to even hear a song from her? It was a good song. If you were no, like. No, it wasn't. It was a good song if you were going through like a breakup and you just wanted to be hood for a second. Obviously, I've not stepped foot in the hood of a country. Yes, hood, no. But I still enjoyed the song, especially if I had just went through a breakup. I all oh, fuck these niggas. Like, Kaya asserted her own bad experiences on the all the women. She did. And made them women look at little nuances in men <laughs> and turning it to not even trusting them. <laughs> and then magnifying that and making it seem like he'll do all of these horrible things if you trust him you think that he won't you think he won't get mad if, if his best friends do you <laughs> i think most men will get upset about that there are parts of that song that if you listen to it with a clear head you like the fuck is she but i still like the song so i guess that this is the news that new song for like new bitches i guess i don't know but what, i hate the song it it feels like my ears are bleeding. I don't like the beat. I don't like the song. Just in, just in general. Like, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I, it's horrible. It's it's one of the worst songs I've heard this year. It's awful. And the singing. Jesus. But just the singing. It, oh, my God. It, I hate it. Just And I know some of you listening might be, maybe you love it. it I fucking hate it. It's one of, it, it, it honestly is one of the worst songs that i've heard this year i think it's a bad next song to release like it it it's just not a banger you no. know what i'm saying like that don't seem like a club song i mean you're gonna have to put some kind of beat on top of that shit to make motherfuckers want to dance to that it barely has a beat like and i you know again don't bring lauren into this x for x factor is another, it ain't for hood bitches but x factor is another breakup song that was amazing. It's one of my favorite songs off of that album. I could also sing that right now, but I won't because I can't sing. But love that song. Disrespectful as fuck that Cardi B put anything from Lauryn Hill in that song. I was very upset when I heard that shit. I was like, you are not Lauren, bitch. <laughs> this ain't even a breakup song. No. This was a warning. Yes. Be Everything about this song indicated <laughs> that she was still going to be a part of that situation. Oh, yeah, no. X Factor, she was out. That was the end. She said, I, I know yeah. what I got to do. And, and, and X Factor, she kept letting them back in. She did. Until but she this finally, was it. Yeah, yeah, this, this was is a wrap. I, didn't, I can't do it no more. Yeah, be careful. She's just saying, be careful with me. Just from now on, you be careful with me. 
going forward. Oh, I got it's a shit song. So the implication of the whole song is I'm still I'm talking all this shit, <laughs> but I'm going to stay here, you know, but you be careful. <laughs> you be careful. <laughs> what are you doing? He is the definition of not careful. Yes. He done got found out about his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. He done got you pregnant. Mm-hmm. He ain't careful about shit. No. You need to be careful, Cardi B. <laughs> you need to be careful. Don't tell him to be careful. He's not going to be careful. He is going to be the same impulsive, raw dogging, yes. probably not just you, as off brand that he can be for the longest time. Yes. Every time I hear be careful, like just that term, I always think, of, don't be sorry, ho, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> what I think about is, uh, you better be careful what, what you, you do, do to me. me. Sparkle. Because somebody might do it to you. That's what I think of. Sparkle and Aura Kelly. Mm-hmm. Robert. Robert The Pied Piper. The Pied Piper of children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take on a whole new meaning when you find out about all the bullshit he does. Um, but yeah, that that it does make me think of that. That was also a better song. Sparkle, R. Kelly. If you're too young to know what we're talking about, look it up. Sparkle is a singer, was a singer. I don't know what she's doing now. Be yeah. careful. It had the man, the 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 feet, the woman's viewpoint and the dude's viewpoint about this this breakup that they were they were having. So yeah, better song, better song. Just a time difference. Yeah, like it wasn't nothing. In- but that shit hit now. If you play, be careful now. It's still relevant. Of course. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about old R&B, old 90s R&B, yes. you have a situation where they clearly apply <laughs> whatever situation they had with that person to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, when you started getting off into Kaya, she started applying it to the mass of the population. <laughs> Don't and trust now, no that's nigga. You got today. <laughs> Don't trust no nigga. None. We Not got a nigga. A, a, an extreme split between black men and black women specifically. Yes. That is rooted in all of these songs and all of these dialogues. You know? Yeah. You got ain't nothing to cut a bitch off. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be an emotional struggle. You're not supposed to easily drop somebody if you value them at some point. It's supposed to be some kind of difficulty in doing that. Well, that's what she's saying. That's what we got. Well, she's saying, be careful. She having difficulty letting go. So she should just be careful from now on. But she shouldn't be. She should she be shouldn't. like, goodbye. That should be the name of the song. Goodbye, motherfucker. I'm going to raise this baby by myself. That's it. That poor baby. Money. Child baby support. had money. But that's it. Migos has got loot. Yeah, she, I said it. I said it got yeah, loot. I said the child going to have money. But child ain't going to be able to speak English. <laughs> the child going to be saying <laughs> shit like Texas. <laughs> And not referencing the state, <laughs> mind you. He was so like, cause he paused it, and I didn't, I, cause I I had listened to the song, so I wasn't really listening, and I didn't realize she had said that. He just, he just looked so, you look so distraught. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, that song is ass. If you like it, you know that's your prerogative. But to me, it's ass, and I hope I don't listen to the radio really, so I should not have to ever fucking hear that shit again because, uh it's horrible. Just simply terrible. So last week we talked about Stefan Clark. He did. Stefan Clark got shot by the police 20 times. 
seven or eight of them was in the back. Yeah, he got well. He got shot at twenty times. Yeah, like seven or eight of them landed. And seven, and, uh, like all, all but one, <laughs> was in the back. Yeah, they was in his back and side. So mm-hmm. it really conflicts with the story that that they were telling. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But this ain't even about that. It's not. Whew, this is <laughs> this is about a real bad situation. This is about. Stefan Clark and and his tweets and his self hating ass. <laughs> so Stefan Clark, what the world found out is that he hated black women. He did, especially dark, dark, you know, dark women like myself. <laughs> Let me read one of the most famous of his tweets. He said, "I don't want nothing black but an Xbox. Dark bitches bring dark days." And he got hands the praise up against him. First of all, don't they have white Xboxes? Probably not when he wrote this. Okay. This is back in 2015. Yeah, that was just a black Okay, I was finna say, because bitch, you could have got a white one. You know what I'm saying? But he, okay. <laughs> he didn't have one at that point. Let me say this, because I saw this when it came out. Was he an asshole for that? Absolutely. Do I think that he had some self-hate? Yes, because he said one of the other tweets was that he didn't want to have a black child because he black, which you you hate being black so much that you don't want your child to be black. That's sad. Uh, Would we have been cool? Fuck no. Fuck that nigga. But do I feel like he he deserved to die? No. I don't think that him being a shit-ass person uh, detracts from the fucked-upness that is his death. Um, and I don't think it should be used to say, well, fuck him, glad he did type shit. No, that's still not okay. You know, if he was alive and I met him and he's talked that shit, would I want to punch him in the face? Yes. We wouldn't have been friends. I wouldn't have been cool with him. But it's a lot of motherfuckers who think like him. Tons. Whole lot of them. I got one in my family, actually. <laughs> so I'm well acquainted with people, with men, black men with that mindset. Doesn't mean he deserved to die. That doesn't change my opinion about the shooting. It doesn't make me feel like, oh, well, they justified killing him because he was ain't shit. They ain't know that. They ain't know that. They saw a black man in the backyard minding his fucking business, and they shot him. That is what matters in this case. Was he a horrible person? Sounds like it. <laughs> but that, to me, for me, that don't detract from the wrongness in what the police did. And I don't think he deserved to die. You know, he people that had that mindset have it for a reason uh i don't know what his reason was but i I, that don't change my mind about what happened i don't feel like any different about the situation just because of that so let me say how i feel about this you can be a black woman angry like the question becomes one of the main tweets that was going around on the other side was saying that I'm not going to mourn for him. I'm not going to support him and his death. That's fine. You don't have to mourn the person. You don't have to support whatever that person's life was if you don't want to. You could be a black woman that is angry that he had these views mm-hmm. and for me... I can be a black man that is frustrated that it seems like I have to pass a smell test in order for my circumstance to be validated. And we can all be black people and irritated or frustrated with his anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Stefan Clark is 
but a minuscule, microscopic piece on a scale of fuck-ass injustice that has been done to black people. Mm -hmm. He is a tiny little blip on that screen. So what that means to me is that you could just not mourn or value him in silence and let the main context of the issue, Mm -hmm. which is the justice system towards black people, you can let that be what this situation is about, which is what it is about. That's what it's about. I mean, you don't have to do that out loud. So it seems that doing it out loud means to invalidate or upstage his situation. Mm -hmm. But what I go, what, what point goes with that is that we are allowing the extreme people in our society dictate what we think the actual narrative is Mm -hmm. because the people who saying, I don't care about his death. They are on a far end of the bell curve. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And all the people that saying support him regardless of how horrible of a person he was, they on the other end. Most of us are in the middle of the bell curve. And to be yep. honest, we can't say that there aren't measures of how we will look at somebody's life differently. Because if it turns out that it wasn't that he hated black women, if it turns out that he had a computer full of child porn, when nobody be giving a fuck about his death. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So there <laughs> is a measuring stick of where we will look at somebody's life and say, I don't give a fuck about his life. Look what he was doing. Yeah. And I'm not the kind of man that's going to invalidate that because it's it's his perspective on women that's doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Men would be mad if they found tweets saying, hey, women, this is how you get in the man's pockets. <laughs> Hey women, this is how you you know this is how you 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 uh these are the secrets that black men use to get y'all in bed. Watch out for all of them. <laughs> men would be mad as shit at him if that was the case. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has their own measure of of how they will respond to those kind of things when a person's life is dependent on it. But still, <laughs> make no mistake, it is still a tiny ass spot on a big ass issue to look at the nuances within the individual, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can look at, uh, Sandra Bland had issues with the LGBT community. Yep. You know, Eric Garner had his misogyny going on. Like you can look at everybody's shit and, and use that as a measure to invalidate the bigger point, you know, but within the black community, the problem is like, I think white people see that shit and they run with those points they because do. it runs them away from racism. Yep. It runs them away from looking at the context of a system that is not fair to a particular group of people. Mm-hmm. You know, so the main issue is the justice system. I give a damn about what he got going on, but I understand. Oh, no. Yeah, well, he, that was shitty what he said. Absolutely. Fuck that. Um, but the larger picture is what I would focus on and not so much that. But that's just... Uh, so... Howard University. Six Howard University employees uh, embezzled financial aid money over the course of, what was it, seven years? No, seven, eight, nine, eight, nine, nine years. (laughs) From 2007 to 2016, they embezzled money um, through grants and... um, Grants and tuition payments, one of whom had an Instagram where he was posting himself living his best life. 
chauffeurs, jeeps, like nice cars. Like he just living his best, best zesty life. He's a little zesty, a little zesty. Um, and the students. Did you see the video of the students when they <laughs> were protesting in the uh, financial aid office? No, we're gonna talk about it. Huh? We're gonna talk about it in a minute. Oh, okay. So you did see the video. Yeah. Okay. There's we'll move from his shenanigans into the financial aid part. Oh. Um, <laughs> the fact that they were able to do this for so long is mind-boggling to me. Cuz it was like 9 years is a long time to be embezzling. It is a long time. <laughs> and don't nobody nobody catches it like And but if you spend if you take 25 cent out of your joy at McDonald's every day, you know, after nine years, you you won't have very much of well, he, anything. They started out small. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you take a quarter out of your McDonald's jaw every day, yeah, then at the end of nine years, you'll have a relatively decent amount compared to how much they put in that register, which is usually about two hundred dollars. True. If you have an endless number of financial aid contribution funds that's supposed to go to students, you know, millions and millions of dollars, maybe even getting into billions. Taking that quarter out will sit you right. Yeah, I mean, he's—they started out small, but uh, they got big, and that's how Always they got get caught. Too greedy. They got greedy, start taking out larger and larger amounts, uh, and that's where they got caught. But y'all, <laughs> there is a worst part of this story. The worst part of this story is this man's name is Tyrone. <sighs> You better call. Exactly. <laughs> what we've known about Tyrone, we've known two things about what we, we know. We've known two main things about Tyrone. Okay. Yes. One, we've known that Tyrone was a universally black name. It was. Second, we know that Tyrone was dependable. Yes. Because she, even Erica Badu <laughs> knew he could call Tyrone, and Tyrone would come and get him. Call Tyrone. She say Jamal. No. <laughs> she say Patrick. She knew who would come and get you and your shit. Tyrone? Tyrone. We knew he was dependable. We knew he was your dude. Yes. But see, now Tyrone's name done got tied up in some swindling, <laughs> shamming, bamboozling. It has. Muck huggling. The fuck is muck huggling? Google that shit. Yes, he has. Uh, the the pictures like I think they've been taken down like I'm sure you can find them because I'm sure somebody screen capped them yes you can find all of them put in Tyrone Hankerson Jr. <laughs> and he's a junior I'm a junior that's bullshit oh but Jesus. you know what I'm saying go google his pictures he is living Bird his Coke's best life best life he is he taking the best he got the best photographer he got the best clothes he got Gucci bags Gucci belts he got one picture where it looked like he got on a bear <laughs> I'm serious. He got on a brown bear. That's what his coat looked like. $3,000 coat. This man got a Land Rover. This is a student. And one of his tweets said, another semester over, secure. another bag secured. Secure. <laughs> secure in the bag. It's so ridiculous. Like it, it, You know what? Only thing he got is fired. Mm -hmm. Where are the charges? I, I'm sure that's coming. I don't know because I know a lot of people who have stolen from Red Lobster that's and they just get fired. The grants and that money comes from the government. 
Oh, so man, I hope different. we see some charges on somebody. I feel like that because where it's coming from, I feel like there will be charges. The government don't play about this that shit. That boy is in Mexico now. Grant money comes from the government. So they were stealing money from the government. Bruh. So That boy's silly. I had somebody that stole from the IRS and got caught up. So they going to come get you. It's going to happen. Uh, so the students got upset and did a protest. And this is day five of the protest, y'all. They've been sitting in the financial aid office for five days. And what I wanted to talk about was they put up a list of demands. You going to tell them about the themes, the, their song that they were chanting? Go for it. I don't know what that is. Bitch better have my money. You ain't see the video? No, I ain't singing. see that. They in the sick. Bitch better have my money. They channel they in Rihanna, huh? Yeah. It is HBCU. It's the HBCU. <laughs> I don't expect so, nothing different. Yeah, they were singing, bitch better have my money. Damn. <laughs> it's hilarious. If you can find the video, it's fucking hilarious. They will not leave until their nine demands are met. What are the nine demands? We demand that Howard University provide adequate housing for all students under the age of 21 and extend the fall 2018 housing deposit deadline to May 1st. So they've noticed that they done got fucked over on uh, money that has limited or affected, impacted how some of these kids will be able to get in the housing. housing. So okay. they want another opportunity to get in the housing. Okay. We demand an immediate end to the unsubstantiated tuition hikes and complete access to administrative salaries. Now, that is a tall order at an HBCU. Because if you go looking at the history of a lot of HBCUs, you find presidents that have been ousted and council members that have been ousted because of mishandling money, yep. of paying themselves too much. And I don't want to say that's that's not just the HBCU it's thing. Not. Harvard University actually have a similar issue. I guess a lot of universities have started looking into their financial aid office, mm -hmm. seeing how easy it was for these students to do it. Now, this is how they did it. They basically had a free class, like mm -hmm. three or four hours or whatever. Yeah. They had a free class they could mm -hmm. take. And when you when you have a free course, you don't qualify for that financial aid. Mm -hmm. But of course, the people on the money end don't know that. So they apply for that money. But for some reason, it don't go to their loans. Somehow, it just... I don't know if that money's floating or what happens with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they turn down students that would get the money and put it in their own accounts. But somehow that taking that one class was connected to them applying for those that, that money and then getting that money from what I've read. I don't know exactly how it goes, but HBCUs is not trying to hit that. And if you take one class, I mean, like it was nine years, but yeah, you can if you only take one class a semester, you can that. Yeah. Nine years, you still be won't be finished. Yeah, with a, a, a undergraduate degree that's one hundred and twenty hours now. You probably you would yeah that that's a a, a great plan. <laughs> the third one is that we demand that Howard University actively fight rape culture on campus in an effort to prevent sexual assault. Something they should have been doing anyway. Yes. Four, we demand that Howard University implement a grievance system to hold faculty and administrators accountable in their language and action towards students with marginalized identities. I don't know what that demand is rooted in. I guess we have to know some of the complaints that's been coming up on, on Howard University campus yeah. to know what that means. Mm -hmm. We demand that Howard University hire more counselors and implement an in inclusive attendance policy that accounts for mental and emotional health issues. We demand the immediate disarming of campus police officers and the formation of a police oversight committee controlled by students, faculty, staff, and off-campus community representatives. We demand that Howard University allocate more resources toward combating food insecurity and gentrification within the Latroit, Latroit Shaw community. 
We demand the immediate resignation of President Wayne A. I. Frederick and the Executive Committee of the Board of Trustees, and we demand that students have the power to democratically influence the decision of the administration and the Board of Trustees by way of popular vote. They basically want to run the school. Yes. Which I don't have no problem with considering the shit that's going on <laughs> with the school. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with them making all of them demands, but are they likely to happen? Nope. Not before they all find a way to expel them students. Yep. They probably find a reason to get rid of them students before they let that happen. But I really do hope that this sparks change. Like, at some point, like, somebody is over Wayne Frederick. At some point, they're going to say, Wayne, your ass got to go for us to deal with these issues that's with what the happened students. at alabama state at asu they got rid of the president sorry wayne we ain't loyal to you more than we are to the university and these kids are putting us on blast right now mm -hmm. that's a situation it is but you know i admire the students especially the ones willing to sit in there for five days i hope other folks bringing them food yeah i'm sure they are they wouldn't last no five days without it you're right <laughs> one of them students at one of them colleges held out for a long time without eating well, you can. It's so I can't remember. Uh, uh, I used to know how. It's so many. You can obviously you can live longer without food than without water. Water is more important. Um, but I forgot how long it is. I mean, it's not five. You're just gonna be uncomfortable as fuck. It don't feel good. Five days you could live, but like who who the fuck wanna do that? Nobody. Nobody. Um, and so let's get into the domestic violence segment of the show. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna start with Chris Brown because that isn't as uh, we don't know what happened with this. So Chris Brown, there's some pictures surfaced of him doing what looked like choking uh, a woman poolside. <laughs> now he and the woman have both said that they were just playing. Um, some of the pictures, I could kind of see how maybe they were playing. Some of them, she looked scared and there is a another woman that seems like she's trying to like stop it i don't know but because both of them have said that they were playing nothing's gonna come of it but i just feel like if i was chris brown the way that little dicky woke up as chris brown i woke up in chris <laughs> brown's body <laughs> if y'all uh, ain't heard that song it's hilarious it's hilarious the video is so fucking funny i just wouldn't I just wouldn't want to, like, I'm not finna horseplay with you. Like, I just, I don't have a kind of reputation where this is gonna go well. <laughs> like, I just ain't gonna do it. Me personally. If I was him, I wouldn't do it. Uh, and he know that, that paparazzi constantly taking pictures of him. So, like, I just wouldn't, what well, I wouldn't have did it. But if they were playing, that's fine. Like I said, some of the pictures I could kind of see that. And then others, she actually looks, like, uncomfortable. Like, maybe he actually is choking her. They both said that. It didn't happen, so uh, nothing's gonna come of it because there's no complaining. Then on the other side, you well, this is a different way. This is a different way he's saying, like when they found out pictures that he said either one or two things. He said, "You better tell them we were playing <laughs> before I choke you for real, or you better tell them we were playing before I choke you again." <laughs> we just don't know which one. We don't know which one. <laughs> um, but I just he need, like I said. Because he knows that, you know, ever since Rihanna, he just has been looked at in a different light. I just wouldn't risk it. I just wouldn't. He should walk around with oven mitts on. You know how they do with kids who bite their fingernails and chew up their hands? Out of mittens, yeah. Yeah, put some mittens on. <laughs> at least so if you do it, it looks like not as aggressive. <laughs> you know, get you a mitten. I got a mitten with a bell claw on it. You know what I'm saying? Or you can get one with like a chicken. 
because it looked like a chicken head. Like if you if you do that, like they're gonna be you can say I'm playing and they're gonna be like, Yeah, he definitely playing. This he got on a chicken. He got yeah. on a chicken on his hand. Uh, and then moving on to the more serious story that happened this uh, past week. Fabulous. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Mm. Fabulous got arrested um, for allegedly beating his girlfriend because they're not married of like forever. They She was on um, Love and Hip Hop New York like in the beginning of Love and Hip Hop New York. Um, they have two kids together. There's a video of him... What, I think it's a knife in his hand, like threatening her dad, threatening her. She looks fucking terrified in that video. Like when he walk, started walking toward her, she like backed the fuck up real fast. Uh, and people just, you know, Fabulous does seem like a very chill person, but I don't know why folks act like you don't go home with these fucking celebrities. You don't know how they are. Like, yeah, he seen laid back, but this nigga New York, he from New York. Like, I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised, <laughs> like, that he ain't as chill as, as he appears to be. Uh, it's fucked up. Uh, and her reaction is very apparent that this been going on. He been whooping her ass. Like, this was not the first time. Uh, he was threatening, that, t- telling her daddy he got a bullet with his name on it and shit. Like, just aggressive as a motherfucker. Like, terribleness. So what happened was... Allegedly, what she reports is Fabulous hit her in the mouth seven times, mm-hmm. knocked two of her front teeth out. Now, let me stop right there and say that there is conclusive evidence that that happened. Mm-hmm. If you punch somebody's tooth out, you're going to have a cut on the front of your hand. Yep. And they teeth going to be fucking gone. Yes. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> ain't no fucking easier way to find out if nope. somebody's teeth got knocked out by somebody than to say, let me see your hand, nigga. Yep easy and let me see her mouth yep then you definitely punch them teeth out yep so for people to come out with this irrational level of i'm not defending fab but your uh, butt is bullshit your butt is bullshit regardless of whether you want to <laughs> accept it as defending fab you can't create a different contextual situation in which it may be justified it may be okay or it maybe didn't happen and say but i'm not defending this person that is literally what defense <laughs> lawyers do for a living they create a hypothetical other situation over here and defend a person by saying well this is how it could have happened and this is how sometimes it'll be justified okay yep. that's number one number two the video that we saw she called her dad and brother and asked them to come and remove all of his guns out of the house because yeah. she was afraid mm-hmm. that he might come back and, and weaponize his situation. Yeah. But he walked, he walked, he drove up when that was happening. Yeah. That was that confrontation. And there. he was yelling, you got him in my house. It's her fucking daddy. Like, <laughs> and then she had a nigga in your house. I guess maybe this is one of his houses because if they're in a relationship and they got children together, like where are they raising the kids? I mean, how does she know where all his guns are? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody can come to my house right now and find any of something that I have. Yeah. If I have multiple of them. So I'm assuming that that is a long-term resident. So to make it sound like it's his house, like it should be their house or if not their house, their abode. It is, but that's that control. That's just part of this whole dynamic of better women. He's just controlling. It's his house that he's allowing her to stay in. It ain't her shit. It's his. Uh, and therefore his rules apply. And one of the rules I apparently being your daddy don't come in this motherfucker. Listen, 
I don't know what Fabulous' previous life was like. I don't know if he was a goon, or I don't know if he's just good at saying goon shit lyrically <laughs> and in the genre that he is in, it gives you some kind of street cred to do such. But this don't, like, it don't surprise me, Mm-mm. you know, because of how he's painted himself. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he hasn't said, I didn't do this shit. He nope. just stayed completely silent on yep. it. Which, in the in the arena of public opinion, is usually a sign of something happened. Yeah. You know, whether you might not want to acknowledge it, Again, you definitely don't want to lie. Not to drag Chris Brown into this, but that's what happened with the whole those pictures surfaced. Uh, he was very silent about it, and then he came out and was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I hit him." Shit. But there was no there was no denial from him or his his team at that time because he did the shit. <laughs> so as I've been keeping up with this story this weekend today, somebody on my friends list posted some guys that. We're making some comments about this situation. And, you know, I just I just want to bring light to the depths of misogyny and sexism that allow somebody to talk like this. And, and when I read this, I want y'all to recognize that these are dudes that are in the club looking for a relationship with you mm-hmm. on Tinder, Bumble, whatever you use on your dating sites, yep. pursuing you in Walmart or wherever that he finds you. These dudes exist, except you don't know that they post shit like this on Facebook mm-hmm. until you're deeply in a relationship with them. This cat said, there's never a reason for a man to put his hands on a female with question marks. Nigga, Eve ate an apple off a tree. God himself told he was forbidden. Had Adam stepped up to the plate, handle God's light work, and Donkey Kong punched her ass, he might have saved Jesus from having to die for our sins. Don't tell me never a reason, and since day one, y'all been given reasons. What? Adam could have set the tone, but he didn't, and look what happened. Jesus is dead. Smiley faces. Hashtag hard on hoes 2018. Bitch. At- see, okay. I, I know you, you wouldn't be able to see this dude comments on Facebook. <laughs> Cause I see, and I try not to get involved in Facebook beef with people, but that I would have been like, let me respond to this bitch ass nigga. For first of all, next one, I won't defend Fab. I don't know the story, but stop telling me there's no reason for a man to put his hands on a woman because of that thinking. Some women feel they can go overboard with the disrespect, like a nigga can't kick their teeth down their throat. From the outside looking in, Fab is on Mount Rushmore of cool. A nigga might have been pushed to the edge, and old girl caught the wrath. Not defending him bullshit with but let's not act like there's absolutely no reason for a nigga to reach back reach back slap a hole what song or artist is that okay first of all is, is you got it i got another one okay. from a different dude like these are this is these are a slew of dudes that think like this that whore let people come in that man's house, remove his gun from out that house, which could have led Fab to jail time. Him being shot or set up with his own guns, over $1 million worth of jewelry, clothes, artwork, fancy shit, even his kicks. And people wonder why he flipped out, shaking my head. What? These dudes are saying, I'm not defending Fab. These dudes are saying, wait until the facts come out. But they have went ahead and judged the situation. First of all, as far as putting Eve in chick... I don't know why niggas don't don't remember the story. What part? What the part? The key part of that story. If you gonna go back and try to use that as as a defense, Eve offered. She offered whatever the fruit was because it didn't say apple. We we made it an apple, but she offered it. Say, hey, eat this. 
That nigga ate it. <laughs> like, she forced the shit down his throat. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what reason would Adam have had to put his hands on Eve? All of that is bullshit. There is no reason. My mom told, I got three brothers, and she told all of them, if their mama didn't raise them right, it ain't your job to do it. If you can't uh, stay with her, you need to leave her. You don't put your fucking hands on people. Keep your hands to yourself. Told me the same thing. Keep your hands to yourself. And let's talk about Adam and Eve for a second. (laughs) All right. They didn't have no damn concept of fighting. (laughs) No, they didn't. They They didn't even, they weren't even kids. (laughs) They was made in their late 20s. If, if if that's what happened. They were yes. made in their late 20s. They came out like, oh, I'm developed. <laughs> and I'm just saying that because they didn't even have a concept of the word developed, I imagine. No. Like, what happened? Did God give them a predefined set of knowledge that they had that they had to reflect that- the time? Because the only thing that existed was fucking the ground, the tree, and the whatever animals. this forbidden food is, and snakes. And there were other animals. They gave him animals to play with. He was still lonely. That's why he made woman for him. But... They didn't. They were doing a freaky with them animals. Uh, he didn't have a concept of that. That didn't get created until oh, yeah, Eve until was created. Eve was created, and then her then, being naked wasn't even recognized until they fell down. And they ate the apple. So no, they didn't have a concept of anything until they ate that apple. The reason why supposedly God didn't want them to eat that fruit is because they would be given knowledge of all of these things. And they and and the, that's when we got the knowledge to fight and do all of this bullshit. They didn't have no concept. Of Why that. would God make a fruit like that in the? I'm I'm just I'm sorry. I, get, look, I know it's listen. I know it's after Easter Sunday, <laughs> and I know this, that that's the day you' supposed to go to church enough for me to have this dialogue. But why God put that fruit up there? God's whole his whole existence has been testing niggas. He was going to have Abraham kill his son and then was like, ah, nigga, nope. I just was going to see if you was going to do it. He just Get that t- sheep. <laughs> kill that sheep. Oh, Bro, you did this shit. If you would have been a little bit quicker, <laughs> I might not have been able to stop you. I mean, he just tests motherfuckers. <laughs> so I think that was the see if they were going to be obedient to him. Like, God is just very... But those are the parts of the Bible that make me question, does he really... Is he really omnipotent in the way of knowing everything? You know what I'm saying? Because he would know that they're going to eat the fruit. So he could either put the fruit there knowing that they're going to eat it. And so he can continue with his experiment. Or he'll know that they won't eat it. And just, it's one, we wouldn't be here. It'll just be Adam and Eve. Free will has always, because it's like, it's free will, but you, but it, I don't understand. It's free will, but he knows how it's going to end. So it's like, it's like <laughs> the version of free will, the version of free will that God employs is like, I know if my kid touched that plug, they getting their ass beat. They don't know if they touch that plug, they gonna get their ass beat. So I wish they would touch that plug. Oh, they That's touched exactly. It. Like free will exists at a certain level. Yes. But at a certain point, the knowledge that bullshit can happen is above that. Like mm-hmm. if God exists the way that 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 way that yes. we've been explained to, then free will exists on our side but we because we have no idea what the consequences of that shit is yep you know like i just that's hard that is a hard (laughs) religious reality to 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 accept for me it is it's hard it is it is trying to it's yeah it's a lot uh any nigga that would defend any woman be to ever fuck that nigga and to say i'm not defending him but yeah 
No, you are. So just shut up and own that shit. If you're going to be out here and be a douchebag and talk about punching uh, women teeth down their throat, own that shit. Be a man and own that shit. If that's how you feel, own that shit. But don't try to hide behind, well, I'm not defending him, but yes, the fuck you are. So say what you mean and mean what you say. Say it with your chest. These dudes are weak, but these they dudes... They weak as like, fuck. And, and that's what I'm... <laughs> that's something I'm trying to communicate to a lot of men who are not those dudes, but kind of sit in the middle of, this don't sound right. You know, men been doing this for a long ass time. Indeed. Men have been abusing women and Indeed. getting away with it for a long time. Ain't no evidence he did that shit. He is likely going to get away with it unless there is evidence. If he, if he did it, he's going to get away with it. You know, nobody's going to take it serious. There's no evidence. And the reason he turned himself in is from terroristic threats from that video. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's no evidence. And this is what happens. Well, you have if he a, knocked her teeth out, there is evidence of that. Well, there's only evidence of her teeth being gone. It ain't evidence that he knocked them out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if he wiped her blood on the, on the carpet, then he could say she fell. <laughs> that look at that blood. Test it. It's her blood. Well, but Chris Brown, I, I, I don't, I won't say he, he's gonna get away with it completely. He's not gonna get to the punishment he deserves. Well, either way, it's me. Everyday men get away with this shit all yeah, the time. All the, time. The, the only reason that Fab may get away with it at a higher rate is celebrities get away with this shit at a higher rate. But when there is evidence, celebrities get scrutinized and blackballed at higher rates mm-hmm. than anybody else. But this shit happening every single day to women and before we sit there and try to defend the man and and just believe and act like that the woman is is guilty or might have pushed him to the edge my perspective is as human beings we have the right to defend ourselves if somebody hit us as men versus women in america it is our responsibility to not lay our hands on women there is literally no no benefit if you win, then you just a brute. You you stronger than her, and you know you took advantage of that situation. If you lose a fight, get beat up by a woman, now that look a certain type of way. I don't understand how me saying some shit you don't like is the equivalent of you punching my teeth out. Like to say, well, maybe she said some shit that you know, no. No, that ain't equal. Say some shit back. <laughs> like, don't. No, the fact that you decide because she said something that you feel like was disrespectful, that you're going to go put your hands on her. You weak as fuck. You weak as fuck. I play verbal games with you all day. I'm not going to put my hands on you. I'm going to fucking verbally annihilate you is what I'm going to do. If you can't do that, then you go with your hands. That's just some weak shit. And for any of you who are thinking in your head, well, you know, men get abused too. They men do. have things happening to them too. Absolutely true. Absolutely. And if that's happening to a man, he needs to follow the specific steps to get out of that relationship yep. and file charges so that he can protect him and his kids if, if that's the situation. Yep. But the problem is when you're dealing with oppression, when it, as it pertains to men and women, women are oppressed. Okay. So, I expect any man making that argument to apply that same logic to a black-white situation. Yep. If you're a black man... Because you get mad as fuck when white people say, well, this happens to them. T-. Like, you get so upset. Exactly. <laughs> Oppression look the same no matter who the fuck is oppressed. I'm an ally for the oppressed. And something that Killer Mike said, regardless if I have issues about his NRA <laughs> involvement or whatnot, he said that 
if you because I still value a lot of the shit that Killer Mike say, if you if you not an ally to somebody that's oppressed, you an ally to none of the oppressed. He said something in the, along those yeah. terms. You because oppression look the same on every side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and when when it's a situation where men have the power in a relationship dynamic with women, what men do and and what women do, even if the same shit ain't on the same level. Nope. Because the way men do it come with a level of power, just like white people. Yep. It come with a level of security, knowing that you're going to get in less trouble than the other person, yep. just like white people. It comes with a level of scrutiny on your behalf, just like what happened to black people when they get shit happening to them. They pass the bullshit about them on the news versus yep. white people. Yep. You know, the same thing happened to women. They get labeled whores. They get labeled all of these negative terms. Maybe she said something that uh, she was being disrespectful of. The fuck? So... Before you go ahead and give the man a pass in the situation, apply that level of of context to your oppression. If you're black, apply it to yours and see if it fit the same narrative. If it don't, you got to recognize your thoughts as maladaptive because you either got to put a woman's oppression in the same scope of where black oppression is or you got to put black oppression down there on the level of that shit being acceptable when white people do it to black people versus when men, men do, do it to women. Yep. That's the only two ways you can go. You can't keep both of these conflicting ideas because one of them ain't your group. Yep. That's called hypocrisy. Yep. And we don't like to dabble in Fuck hypocrisy. Them niggas like here. that shit. Uh, and you know what? It's I every time a, a guy is like don't understand how misogynistic like maybe you're not misogynistic but you need to recognize that a lot of your brethren misogynistic as fuck <laughs> case in point these niggas <laughs> the last thing i'm going to talk about is um i don't know if y'all remember but back when ferguson happened there was a picture of a police officer hugging a little black boy in a brown coat and a fedora mm-hmm I don't know if you can search that in matter of fact, just put in Jennifer and Sarah Hart. Those were the white parents that adopted a bunch of black kids. Now, I don't know if these kids are siblings or not, but that child was the the kid of an adopted family, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he got a lot of scrutiny because when that picture came out, it was like we're um, they put that kid out there for our lives matter related purposes Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe not. But those adoptive parents drove their kids off of a cliff. You heard about that? What? They drove her, them two parents, and all six of the kids, they drove off of a cliff into into, into, into the uh, ocean. What? Now, at first, they were investigating this as an accident. It was not an accident because they have determined that they went off of that edge at 90 miles per hour. Not only that, but they made plans for their, uh, their dogs. They, they, they sent their dogs out to be taken care of. And they drove themselves and these six kids off of a fucking cliff to their deaths. Kill yourself. Don't fucking kill me. If you want to die, that's your fucking prerogative. But don't kill me. Why the fuck? You made arrangements for the dogs. Yeah. Because you don't want them to suffer. 
but let's just let's drown the children what only three of the children have been found all of them hadn't even been found but the other three are missing so it's expected that they down there somewhere but this is like what man I just don't even know where my level of frustration should come at because this is going to cre create a lot of turmoil for the LGBT adoption community. So they were a gay couple. Yes. And Jennifer and Sarah, this is going to create a lot of scrutiny for the foster care system in general in whichever state that is. And and they were all black kids. Like, what? So I, I just don't, I, I don't really know what point I'm making with saying that they were black kids. Well, my question is, is there a level of are there levels of difficulty in adopting kids like is it easier for a gay couple to adopt a bunch of black kids is that why they decided to just adopt black kids or like i don't really i don't know enough about i know they have a lot it's hard for gay couples to adopt you know it is a lot harder but i don't know if if you if you get a bunch of black kids if 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 it's scrutinized as hard as if you were trying to adopt you know white kids in the county that i work in if you foster kids without the intention of adopting and choose to adopt and the kids are okay with it and the the state is okay with it and they terminate the parental rights then that's ideal so it might not have even been hey we're going to adopt kids let's go through this they process might have been it could have been foster family them. first and they determined that these kids were well adjusted enough to be adopted and they let them adopt the kids i mean it could be a number of different reasons and i don't know what state they were adopted in what the fuck i just liberal states don't fool with that lgbt adoption nah, they stuff don't. As like much. ain't no I mean, ain't uh, no conservative gay, states ain't no gay couple finna get no fucking kids here yeah <laughs> it's not, not in alabama um a hundred foot cliff on the coast does anybody have any ideas to why um, nobody know why but the only thing that they've come to realize is that the crash was intentional you make arrangements for the dogs i just can't that just sits with me for some reason like they couldn't let these kids like make arrangements for the kids it's making me wonder like die. how much of whatever they was going through was on the kids or did this spike while on the road and it immediately just happened because we know that's how suicide happened yeah suicide happened at the spur of the moment you know it may not be that they planned on killing themselves it may be that they took all of the necessary steps that they would normally take in planning a trip which i assumed that they was going on a vacation or something that they was going on and it happened like at the flash of the moment because what the fuck could have happened in the car well you know the, where you just be like i'm gonna kill us all well you know the <laughs> thing about the thing about the research that's been found with suicide is that the people who committed suicide most of them have a schedule written out up to the day before mm -hmm. they committed suicide so suicide is not typically a plan it's typically something that a person has been struggling with doing and not doing. And the moment that they get bold enough to do it, the moment that that part of them that wants to live is beat by that, the part of them that wants to die, then they go off the cliff. Like, I'm interested in who was driving. I wonder, I was just going to say, I wonder if the driver was the only one that was that wanted to die and just took yeah, the passenger like, and the kids. Was, some, was the other one trying to stop him and saying, what are you doing? You're driving so fast. And they went off, you know kill your 
yourself. Don't fucking take me. Listen, anybody in my life, future husband, you get depressed, you want to die, die. Don't kill me or our kids. Kill yourself. But, but that's the only error I want to correct from the uh, the law f- uh, enforcement field to the, so- the field of psychology that's done the research on suicide. It was an intentional act from the moment that they put on the gas and drove off. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an intentional act because they made preparations for their dogs and things of that nature. That could have just been them having set up normally for a vacation. You know what I'm saying? It definitely makes it sound worse. Were they going on vacation? I don't know where. Nobody know where they was going. Nobody knows where they was going. Nobody knows what they were doing. When did this happen? This happened. What day did this happen? March 26th. They were found dead March 26th. I mean, I guess the kids could have been on spring break. That's what, because I'm like, why would they have been going on vacation? It's school. The kids are school late. Spring break was just last week. Okay. For the counties over here. Spring break was just last week. School started back up this week. So that was Monday. They easily could have been going on a trip. They could have easily been going somewhere that they needed to to house their dog somehow. But like I said, that's not to make it any better. I just don't want Jeez. any bad uh, perceptions about what suicide looks like. Like, Because this make it sound like they planned on committing suicide. They got their kids in the car and planned on killing the kids with them. Like that really, really makes somebody who has suicidal ideations a lot more scary because if you got a friend that do that, uh, yeah. what does that look like? Like I don't want the general population to think that people who are thinking about committing suicide is out here plotting on how to kill you and your friends and, and, and their kids and stuff. And the passenger may, may not have been involved at all. There are people that do packs and decide that they're going to die. There are couples that do that. But the passenger could have just been just like the kids. Just along for the ride and had no fucking idea what was about to happen. So, kill yourself. Don't kill me. Shit. Just leave me and the kids and the dogs. Let us let us we'll we will be fine. <laughs> like don't kill me. Just please. So I mean, I work with foster kids, so this is this is frustrating. It um, is. I'm interested in hearing some of the foster family's perspective about what's going on because when things like this happen, I do raise the dialogue with the foster families just to see where they are on, on things like this, but uh, but that's all I got. All right, that's all. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.